Hello, my name is Solomon Padite and you are listening to Beyond Religion, where we probe the God life in all aspects of the human life. Let me take a sip of water. When I return, we go straight to the point. There's no time to waste. Welcome back to Beyond Religion. As promised last week, today we will commence our discussion on the subject matter. That is, how theology as an academic discipline can help the church fulfill her functions. But before we go into the heat of matters, today's episode will focus on the biblical functions of the church. Once we are able to establish what the church's functions are, we can then proceed to look at the role of theology in the fulfillment of these functions. Now, the church is God's wisdom to the world. She is God's earthly medium for his reconciliation vision. As part of God's reconciliation and reconstruction plan, he established the church and gave her functions to perform in this fallen world until he returns again. In Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 18 to 20, Jesus Christ commanded the disciples, and for that matter, the church universal, to make disciples of all nations. This great commission is recognized globally among Christian denominations as the primary function or duty, or let me say responsibility, of the church. However, most of them than not, the command is largely misinterpreted to mean evangelism. That is not bad, okay? Evangelism is part of the major functions of the church, but that is not the heart of the commandment. Evangelism is part of the command, but discipleship is the command. Christ's command is to make disciples of all nations. That is where the imperative of the command rests. The idea of discipleship or teaching the way and will of the Lord is in a great degree similar to God's instructions to the Jews to teach the commandments and his dealings with them to their children and children's children. This implies that the New Testament church is more of an educational institution than a religious institution or a hospital as some make of it. The church is a place of worship, training, instruction, character formation, teaching, developing godly leaders, raising matured followers of Christ in all cultures, tongues, nations, and tribes. This is globally, globally recognized as the major function of the church. However, there still remain some contradictions and disagreements and diverse perspectives on what the major functions of the church are. Unfortunately, among scholars, there is a differing, there are, there are differing views on the functions of the church. There are denominational differences in how the functions of the church are understood. While some denominations prioritize building our believers, others major on evangelizing the lost, and some focus on feeding the poor, with some also focus on establishing a relationship with the government to influence legislature, what we commonly regard as lobbying. It must be understood that the functions of the church are numerous, and therefore it is important that we are able to identify the primary functions of the church. Also, I would like to bring to your understanding that Christianity is a global and cultural phenomenon. Therefore, the functions of the church, even though must be biblically focused, should not be static, else the church loses her relevance in various generations and cultures. God is dynamic without losing his holiness. In this same light and manner, the church must also be able to be dynamic without losing her integrity and nature. That said, let's continue. Now, scholars have tried to construct some primary functions of the church from diverse perspectives. 
and most of their constructions are in a fourfold or fivefold structure. What that simply means is four functions or five major functions. Okay, for the purpose of this podcast, I am going to stick to the fourfold structure by making some minor modifications. You can learn more about the functions of the church by reading Rick Warren's um, The Purpose Driven Church, and he's a popular is a popular author and that book is a bestseller or you can alternatively search google for the functions of the church because i'm not sure the purpose-driven church book is for free i mean you can get it on um, google books or goodreads and bookborn but it's definitely not for free moving on many scholars and preachers consider worship as the first function of the church okay but i would like to take an exception and draw a distinct a distinction between a purpose and a function okay Think of purpose in this context as the reason for the creation of the church and function as the responsibility or activities the church must perform in keeping with her purpose and nature. In relation to purpose, the church is the light of the world, the salt of the earth, the wisdom of God unto the world, etc. In relation to functions, the church is a spiritual, religious and social institution taxed to perform certain responsibilities in keeping with her purpose and nature. In simple terms, everything the church does must align with her purpose, which is worship, that is to glorify God. The purpose of a thing is the foundation of its functions. I mean, you will agree with me on this. By analogy, imagine the chief, the chief, the chief purpose of the mobile phone, which you will agree with me is to accelerate communication, to make communication easier. In order to do that, the mobile phone must perform certain functions consistent with its purpose. I hope this makes it easier because the the, the line between functions and purpose is really, really thin. And most of the time, most people confuse functions for purpose and purpose for functions. Now with the purpose of the church established to be worship of God, let's look at the first function or responsibility of the church, which is to make disciples. On the day of his ascension, Christ gave an imperative, non-negotiable command to make disciples of all nations. Other versions of the Bible, like the King James, render their translation as teach all nations. This function serves as the primary function from which all other functions emanate. The function of making disciples must be both an internal and external enterprise. That is, the church is tasked to teach, edify, build, train her children unto maturity in Jesus Christ. She also has a responsibility towards all peoples outside her environment or her walls or outside the church to teach and instruct them in the ways and wills of Jehovah. The second function of the church is evangelism. In order to make disciples, the church is tasked to spread the gospel message to all nations, tribes, tongues, and peoples. As part of the command in Matthew 28-19, the church has the function to witness and win souls for God. Right before Christ ascended to heaven, he said to his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You can find that in Acts 1 verse 8. Yes, I'm sure. Discipleship is impossible without a commitment to evangelism, but the tendency to focus only on evangelism must be avoided as evangelism is not an end in itself. But you agree with me, it's just it's a means to the end, which is discipleship. The third function of the church is fellowship. When we take a cursory look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, we see a clear picture or understanding of fellowship in the early church. We learn from Acts chapter 2 how the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine or teaching and fellowship. 
to the breaking of bread and prayers. In Acts chapter 2, we see love, unity, care, and one-mindedness in the early church. They shared each other's burden and cared for one another. Those who had ensured that those who lacked had sufficient provisions. This love and unity led to growth and expansion as God added to their number those who were saved on a daily basis. Fellowship is extremely relevant to the overall health of the church. The fourth function of the church is a ministry to the world. The church ministry to the world can be identified as her social function. She has a responsibility to care for those who are not her members. She has a responsibility towards the poor and needy in society. In a broad sense, this can be referred to as a church irreligious function. I prefer irreligious to secular, you know, because I believe everything God created is sacred. Over the years, the church has performed this function by building schools, hospitals, and engaging in charity in the forms of missions. And recently, we saw the Church of Pentecost Ghana building a prison and handing it over to the state. She also, as the church, has the responsibility to, to, to serve as the enforcer of morality, ethics, and peace in the world. It is in the ministry of the church that her nature as a social institution is clearly identified. The church as a social institution is the bedrock or foundation upon which other social institutions like marriage, family, the economic, the political, etc. are built. When we talk of the ministry of the church, we are referring to the church as a servant to the world. She has to render services to the world. It is in her service to the world that she becomes relevant and valuable in this world. All right. Um, I don't think I want to bore you with much talk. All right. I did. So I made sure that the functions are brief and straight to the point. So from there, we can just go straight to how theologians and academic discipline can help in fulfilling these identified major or primary functions of the church. So in summary, I have presented a simple understanding of the primary functions of the church. In the process, I made a distinction between the purpose of the church and the functions of the church. Pay careful attention to that and please note that difference. With the functions of the church established, we can now go ahead and probe the significance of theology as an academic discipline in the fulfillment of the church's primary functions. I want to keep it short and simple so I don't bore you. So let's end here today okay, and continue next week. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to my podcast channels on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean, and other major podcast streaming sites. To find me, simply type Solomon's Beyond Religion and subscribe to my channel. My name again is Solomon Padite, and this is Beyond Religion. From faith to understanding. Until next week, I'm out. Have a blessed week. Bye.